episode 89, Soren Bjorn of Driscoll's casted a vision of industry collaboration focused on developing a first-in-class data and insights program for our blueberry industry. There's not really any benefit in trying to sort of compete against the unknown because I would not trust any marketer that thinks that they can outsmart everybody else, including my own team. Okay, I wouldn't trust them either. But the key is that everybody's got to play. You know, you can't have a third sitting on the sideline saying, well, we just got to let those guys, you know, do all the reporting, okay, and we'll sit on the sideline and then try to benefit from that and then not share our data. Okay, that won't work. We, we got to get to a mass of participation. Today, we'll share how that vision is now moving into action to further empower our blueberry industry with better data and insights and introduce you to the USHBC NABC new director of business intelligence. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of The Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. I'm very excited to kick off today's episode with a special announcement. We have hired Joe Vargas to be the USHBC NABC Director of Business Intelligence. And in this newly created role, Joe will be responsible for developing and leading a best-in-class data and insights program for our blueberry industry. I am really excited about that. And that is exactly what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So for one of his first responsibilities as a new member of this team, uh, we're putting him on the hot seat and we're going to bring him onto the podcast. Joe, welcome to the USHBC and welcome to the business of blueberries. Thanks, Casey. I'm excited to be on uh, today's podcast and absolutely excited to be a new member of uh, USHBC and NABC. Well, it was a process, obviously, as many of these recruitments are, to identify and meet with people who are interested in this kind of work. And obviously, your experience in the industry and produce specifically stood out. And of course, getting to know you and learning more about your experience in the produce industry has uh, you know, really gotten me excited about what you're going to bring to our team, what you're going to bring to our industry, and the ways in which we're planning to grow our program. So I'm excited that this is your first week. Uh, it's been a pleasure to get to know you so far. And I'm really looking forward for our audience to get to know you on today's podcast as well. But also joining Joe and I on today's show are two familiar voices you've heard in previous episodes, Tom Barnes from Category Partners and Grant Prentice from Padilla Food Mines. These two guys and their teams have been really instrumental in helping us develop our data and insights program. And we talk about it every week, the USHBC forward slash data website. So I'm really grateful for the work they've done. Thanks for being here, gentlemen. Tom and Grant, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us back. And just to give both of you uh, credit for where we're at today, I mean, uh, very early on in my tenure with the organization, I got to know Grant. Grant and I started talking about the importance of, you know, a promotion program like ours being kind of rooted in the data that we see, not just in the industry, but obviously in retail, production, price, all those things. And and then, of course, to uh, bring on category partners who had been providing us with category reports for the blueberry industry, but really what you see today being architected, you know, now 
for what has become one of the most popular web pages on our website by the industry. And so a credit to both of you for both the vision, the conversations we've all had, and certainly the work that's been done uh, behind the scenes to bring all this to life. It's exciting. And uh, we have a lot to discuss about that. And I do want to talk a little bit about where that stands. But before we get too far down that road, I'm sure we're going to want to give our listeners a little bit more about who is this Joe guy. And Joe, maybe I thought we could just start with you and you could talk a little bit about the background yourself and what led you to wanting to apply for this position. Yeah, thanks, Casey. So, you know, my journey's led me down, you know, a few different paths. You know, I've had a maraud of different of different background, um, but most recently came from the Washington State Apple industry, where I specialized in business analytics and also in marketing, which are two uh, very different things. So a lot of uh, rich background there. I entered the uh, produce industry in 2017, so going on five years now, and really fell in love with this fast-paced environment, something that's ever-changing. And, uh, you know, I think we all uh, know that and love that about uh, the produce industry. My passion really lies with the data. I've done marketing, business development, you know, and really trying to bridge the gaps between business decision and data and utilizing data to make those data-driven decisions is, you know, something that I, uh, that I have a, a big passion for. I think that, you know, the gut feel and experience that got us through the 20th century just won't cut it in the 21st century. So really trying to keep, you know, a keen eye on what different data, what different platforms there are out there, and then being able to utilize those to come up with some good insights that's going to really drive the industry. Well, and part of what I know you were doing there in the Apple industry was, you know, that passion that you're talking about. It wasn't just you were working in the Apple industry, you were also teaching there in central Washington. And I think it's going to serve our industry well for you to be coaching and teaching our industry on the value of this going forward. But I, I also thought that there would be a important kind of milestone conversation here to have with both Tom and Grant about uh, where the Blueberry data is today, you know, the way that things are working today. Maybe Tom, you could talk about the evolution of our program at USHBC from your perspective, I mean, where we've been to where we're at right now as we go forward from here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely need to start with the history. You know, just uh, about a year and a half ago um, is when we really started to work on that analytics dashboard that is on the USHBC website. Um, and that has started off with just USDA data, uh, you know, shipments and price from the USDA market news. And once we got that going, we were able to then add on a pretty decent data set from uh, Nielsen IQ. And of course, there's some things that we can and can't share with the public. And so that's why we built, not only do we have a place on the website where anybody, the public can go and look at USDA data and some Nielsen statistics and some data there. And so we did create that authentication wall so that we could then start to share with the industry a much more robust data set in a more dynamic environment. And so not only do we have USDA market news now, we have USDA um, an FAS report to show the exports and imports, both fresh and frozen. Um, we're looking at the Nielsen IQ data in uh, a lot of different ways, um, being able to break that down by the regions and divisions for a lot of different cuts of the data, both fresh, conventional, and organic, um, by pack size and, and that. Then we were able to go out and get another unique data source, a little unique, a uh, loyalty card data from a 
very large retailer in the US. And we're able to bring into that analytics dashboard a set of retailer KPIs, basically households and the household metrics, you know, dollars per household, and also trips, you know, number of trips, and then also the metrics for trips as, you know, units per trip and, and where that breaks out by fresh and frozen. So we, we added that. And then finally, um, just within the last, I believe, four months, we were able to add Mintel and a pretty cool data set from their GNPD database. And what that does is it allows the industry, anybody with the username and, and password into this analytics dashboard, it allows them to go in and look at the packaging all around the world, all the newest items that are coming out that has blueberry either as an ingredient or as a fresh or frozen blueberry package. And not only does it give you, you know, what it looks like with images, um, it gives who is creating it, when it was created, all the ingredients that are part of it and their claims. And so it's a really powerful tool for those people that are looking to uh, maybe redesign packaging or find out where their blueberries are ending up. It has changed dramatically. And I'm going to pull in Grant here just to kind of give you know further context to how far it's come. And really kind of to your point, Tom, on how quickly it's arrived. This really started as a conversation about why we would want to be providing this service to the industry. And it's you know become uh, its own success story as we've continued to provide this information, even in the context of the pandemic where we were you know, starting to roll out uh, weekly reports, as you guys both know, and how that's then translated to you know, a full program here. So Grant, maybe you could provide our audience with a bit of context from your perspective on just how far uh, this program's come from where it started. Absolutely. I, I think there's been you know, huge progress made not only in creating that environment that provides access to the industry on all that content that Tom just described, I think that's been such a huge improvement over sort of the previous platform that was there in sharing information. There's a lot more data there. It's a lot more flexible, provides insight into both what's going on within the context of production, but also what's moving through the retail channel. And then also that larger kind of broader global point of view about those new products that are being developed and utilizing blueberry ingredients. There's a rich data source there that the industry is using and can be using even more so in terms of figuring out what's going on outside uh, in the environment and being able to develop their internal strategies. And I think from our perspective, what we have been able to do particularly in working with category partners and Tom and his team is taking that Nielsen data and really cutting that and slicing that in a number of different ways that give us perspective on the kind of impact that our programming has. So taking a look at those grab a boost of blue programming windows and looking at the dollar and volume sales that are happening there as a function of the USHBC program investment, but also as a function of partners investment. It's really taking that information and using it to get a better sense of, is what we're doing making a difference? And I think the answer that we've seen there is yes, and we've been able to quantify that on some level. So it's, it's a huge, I think, transformative step from where we were when we first put all of that data on that platform and started to use it, it's become very useful and, and there's much more that we can do now that Joe is in place. And we have sort of a revised vision for the future in terms of where we're going with this data. 
Well, this is a good place to kind of take a pause here and then we'll start talking about that future. But before we do, let's take a quick break for our crop report. The North American season is well underway. And as we inch closer to the summer peak period, we're welcoming more and more regions onto the report. So here once again is your blueberry crop report. Yes, it's time for your blueberry crop report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today, you'll hear from Ken Patterson in Florida, Brandon Wade in Georgia, Neil Moore in North Carolina, and Elizabeth Carranza in California. This was recorded on May 18th, 2022. This is Ken Patterson, uh, Florida blueberry grower and chairman of the North American Blueberry Council with the Florida Crop Report. It'll be short and sweet this week because uh, Florida has now harvested over 98% of its fruit. So, But there does continue to be in central and north central Florida sporadic picking because of the stable prices. Almost all of it is being machine harvested this time, and it'll probably continue for about one and a half to two weeks before Florida is completely done. The USDA is reporting that 24.8 million pounds have been shipped from Florida so far. And that's my report from Florida. Brandon Wade from Alma, Georgia, uh, operations manager for Alma Berry Farms and president of the George Berry Exchange. Uh, This week, volumes actually haven't taken quite as big of a dip here in Alma as I had spoken about last week, finally getting some of the last picks off of Farthing and Star and uh, Meadowlark. Apparently, there were a few growers that seemed to have just a little bit of a delayed harvest as opposed to my farms personally. But I expect by the end of this week or early next week that those high-bush varieties will be completely finished. We've already started first pick on Legacy. And into next week, we should expect to have the first picks on late high-bush rabbit eye. But things are progressing well. The only troublesome bit here in Georgia is that we're looking at a lot of probably afternoon showers out of this week and into next week. And and that, as always, presents some quality issues and some pick timing issues as well. But as long as it's scattered, I think we'll still be able to perform well. Quality seems to be maintaining fairly well for the last picks of the big varieties. We are seeing some sizing decrease as we get into the final bits of it, but that's been really patchy. Some have held good size and some others have not. And uh, I think that's my update. Hello, this is Neil Moore reporting from North Carolina. Our North Carolina harvest has begun in all areas on Monday. Most growers are hand harvesting early varieties such as Rebel Star and O'Neill now. Our timing for harvest is about a week later than normal. Our labor supply is continuing to arrive in the area and seems to be adequate for now. The fruit is ripening now with our weather patterns seeming to be more normal and may be higher than normal temperatures. Much needed rainfall was received this past weekend and first part of this week, and that has the fruit ripening in a faster pace now. Crop size still needs, seems to be about 50 to 60% of a normal crop. Fruit size on the plant seems to be nice and sizing normally. We are really getting into the swing of things now, and by next week, we should be in peak harvest. That is uh, my report from North Carolina today. 
Good morning. My name is Elizabeth Carranza. I am the Director of Trade for the California Blueberry Commission and representing the California blueberry industry for this week's crop report. Um, overall, we are still running about a week behind here in California. We expect our volumes to really pick up probably next week. Um, our peak is anticipated to be between week 22 and week 23, so towards the end of this month and, and early June. Our volume has been steadily increasing over the past few weeks. However, we have reported about a 10 to 15 percent reduction overall so far. And so that's, I think, reflected in our crop forecast for the remainder of the season as well. Um, this is largely due to some earlier weather events that we experienced in our season. There was some hail storms as well as an early freeze. It seems like the damage is very isolated. So there have been some growers reporting complete crop loss, whereas others, you know, several miles away haven't really seen much damage. So it seems to be very isolated here in, in California with regards to damage. Despite that, I think that overall the weather has been great lately for harvest. We haven't really heard any issues with labor so far, um, at least nothing like we experienced last season. They've been reporting great size and quality across the board. Our weather has been especially suited, I think, to the organic varieties here in California. So we've been hearing that those have been doing especially well so far this season. Um, and that's what we have to report out of California. Well, thanks so much to our busy growers who take time to participate in these reports. As a reminder, you can go to the new USHBC website that we're featuring today where you'll find our data and insight center with more data of what's happening in the blueberry industry. As Tom said, we've added a ton of new features to this dashboard and we encourage all of you who are listening to the episode to take a deep dive into this and visit ushbc.org forward slash data to check this out. Again, this was a milestone conversation of bringing Joe onto the team, you know, kind of talking about what we've developed so far and now kind of the go forward from here. You know, I thought we could talk a little bit about the vision casting that has gone on really kind of out of the context of that United Blueberry task force that was created now having been able to fund a program uh, more holistically, that is really going to drive things further, faster than what otherwise would have been possible. And that's what's really exciting. You know, Joe, with you coming on board, uh, there's a much larger opportunity here now that the industry is investing in with the expectation that we're going to uh, be able to accomplish even more with this part of our program. So I thought we could just play a quick clip here uh, regarding uh, a podcast I recently had conversation with Soren Bjorn from Driscoll's where he talks specifically about his sense of that conversation by his colleagues and industry peers about why this is an important direction going forward for our industry. Yeah. I have long, long time ago written off the notion that if, if we can keep all our data private, we can somehow outcompete everybody else. Okay. And that's a better way of operating than the opposite. Okay. Saying we got to make the data that's appropriate, you know, public, and then everybody can see it as long as everybody else is doing the same thing. And then we compete on the things that really matter. If you're a marketeer and you have some visibility into what the overall industry volume is going to be in the coming weeks, you have a much better chance of optimizing the price returns as opposed to sort of be guessing or trying to outsmart the market, in which case you are very likely to be wrong. You communicate to a higher price and you're not getting any orders. Or you communicate a too low a price and you get lots of orders and you run out of fruit, right? That's what all of us marketeers deal with every single week. And so you look in a commodity, like they say, in strawberries. And I would just 
encourage your members that if they don't believe this, they haven't seen this, they, they ought to just go into the California Strawberry Commission website, and there's all the data. There's the pick sheet that comes out every week. There's the acreage report that comes out, you know, a couple times a year. It gets updated. It gets refined. You can see all the varieties that are grown by growing district in California, right? You know, the proprietary varieties are listed, you know, sort of in, in one bucket you know, together. And so you have a pretty good idea about what you're up against. They're doing their own forecast, right? We are all as marketers doing our forecast. And we're saying, okay, this is what we think the market is going to do in terms of overall supply. This is the demand that we are sensing out there. And therefore, this is the price we're going to communicate to our customers. We're not always right on that. that this is art, okay? It's more like magic, okay, if you have no data. You're really running a professional business where you have data that's backing up what you're communicating out. So you can give the market confidence in what we're doing. Same thing, if you're an investor in this industry, which you know, we all are at some level, if the industry has a high degree of transparency, then there's less uncertainty about what you're investing into. You're still investing into the future. But at least you know what the starting point is. And that is... From an investor standpoint, a much, much better place to be, right? You know, the one thing that investors don't like is a high degree of uncertainty. Then they just expect higher and higher returns. And so I think what we want is we want to take some of that uncertainty out so that the investors, in fact, don't need as high a return to keep growing the business. I mean, this is an area where it's sort of ironic that the foreign production locations like Peru and Chile in particular have excellent data, and in domestic industry, which is the origin of the whole industry, has quite poor data. And um, we need to close that gap, okay? That's, that's, that's really to all of our benefits, okay? And whether it's with the California Strawberry Commission or whether it's with the USDA, right, we are basically sending our data exactly as is every single week. The exact volume, the exact pricing, because, as I said, there's not really any benefit in trying to sort of compete against the unknown. Because I would not trust any marketer that thinks that they can outsmart everybody else, okay? including my own team. Okay? I wouldn't trust them either. But the key is that everybody's got to play. You, know, you can't have a third sitting on the sideline saying, well, we're just going to let those guys you know, do all the reporting, okay? and we'll sit on the sideline and then try to benefit from that and then not share our data. Okay? That won't work. We've we got to get to a mass of participation. You don't need to get 100%, okay, but I don't know what the tipping point is, okay, but it, it's a pretty high number. The California Strawberry Commission is a, is a very high number. It's not 100%, but it's very high. Okay, gentlemen, thoughts? Agree, disagree with Soren here? Let's start with Grant. You know, listening to that, there are so many good points that were made. I think the big idea there is transparency and just how important that is and how much that can be gained by sharing information or having access to a larger data set that helps you understand the dynamics of the entire industry. And not only sort of at the current moment of time, but looking out, sort of projected out where the industry is going, both from a volume production standpoint, but also in terms of pricing. And I think Soren's comment that struck me the most was the benefit of visibility into those projections of overall industry volume and getting a better chance 
of optimizing your price returns, having that view of the future. I think that's um, such a huge win uh, and is so important. And I think we can even extend that thinking into our own programming, into USHBC programming. I think we need to have a better sense of where available volume is going so we can more effectively invest uh, marketing expenditures against months or regions or even retailers that are best positioned to move the most volume at the best price. So that transparency can just be, it, it, it will be collectively important and deliver huge value to the industry overall, I think. Well, and I think too, the how you do that has been, you know, something in the making. And, and so your reaction, Tom, from your perspective, you, you've been helping us kind of build out the landing page and the data and insights platform for us in terms of where we're at and where he's saying he thinks we can go. What say you? Oh, yeah, I completely agree with Soren, but I may be a little biased because data is my life, but it's always blown my mind a little bit with uh, the produce industry in general. So many different categories. It is the tail wagging the dog. We grow all this amazing fruit and all this amazing vegetables. And then we go, okay, how can we sell it to the consumer instead of the other way around? We don't think of ourselves as a true business uh, sometimes. And when we have that data, it's going to give visibility to the entire industry. And as a whole, we're going to raise that ship. We look at household penetration for, for blueberries, and there's a huge opportunity still um, to convert people to blues is as a whole uh, with the, the entire industry. And the only way we're going to get there as an industry is to, one, have the trust that we are going to um, do right by them with their their data and the confidentiality, um, but also give them the right tools with that data so that they can make those business decisions and we can start to see everyone just continue to grow and develop um, throughout the next couple of years and beyond. Yeah, well, you can sense the momentum, right? And you can see the building blocks of that trust and that belief that, you know, our organization can be of that service to the industry. And then enter Joe. Joe, how are you feeling about taking all this on? <laughs> Casey, if I had to sum it up with one word, I, you know, it's I'm excited. You know, I think that really what you're looking for is somebody that can create that balance between the business world and the data world, you know, and, and really find those synergies and and develop those insights. And so I, with my background, with my experience, with my love of blueberries, you know, I, I really think that, you know, we'll find success and, you know, getting into that next step. I mean, I think Tom and Grant created an awesome platform, you know, a great baseline for us to continue to move that needle. You know, and I think the next progression in that is to aggregate the blueberry data and start the reporting to create that baseline, the FOBs, kind of that platform, that new program. And I'm excited. I think that, you know, the blueberry industry is ready for it. And I think I'm that guy that's going to be able to help them bring it to the next level. Awesome. Well, I want to take a quick break here. I'm excited as well. And there's a few more things I think we want to cover before we say goodbye today. But before we do, let's take a quick break for our marketing boost. We'll be right back to this conversation in a moment. But for now, here's USHBC NABC Vice President of Marketing and Communications, Jennifer Sparks. Thanks, Casey. Lots of promotional opportunities are coming up for USHBC and you, our members. First, National Blueberry Cheesecake Day is May 26th. Be sure to download our beautiful moving graphic to engage your social media audience. 
Just go to ushbc.org slash boostablue and click the Blueberry Days button to find your Blueberry Cheesecake Day graphic and many more. Next up, in case you've missed the previous announcements, June is Brain Health Month, and wow, do we have evidence that blueberries may be good for the brain. If you haven't checked out the toolkit for amazing resources and advice on promoting the health benefits of blueberries during the month of June, go to ushbc.org brain. And drum roll, you know what's coming up after that, July and National Blueberry Month. The Blueberry Month Toolkit went live in April, and we're adding more information to help you make it the best yet for the industry and your business. Just go to ushbc.org slash toolkits to find the Blueberry Month Toolkit. In addition to the great assets already at your fingertips, soon we'll be adding specific step-by-step advice on how you can engage with the content and promote National Blueberry Month weekly throughout July, including promoting the 31-day social media challenge for consumers that gets people posting about their love of blueberries and helps raise money for No Kid Hungry to feed kids this summer. Be sure to keep an extra close eye on your weekly Behind the Blue newsletter in the next 10 weeks to learn all about the tools and opportunities to capitalize on this amazing time in the blueberry industry. We'll help lead you through it. This has been your Marketing Boost. Thank you for your partnership as together we inspire the world to grab a boost of blue. Back to you, Casey. Thanks, Jenny. Now back to today's episode with Joe, Tom, and Grant. All right. So we talked about kind of where this is going. There's going to be some challenges in what we're proposing to do. And you know, probably people listening who are going to be a little skeptical about the moving forward in this area. So what would you guys say to someone in the industry who's listening going, uh, either they've heard this before, or they've been down this road before, or they don't think this is possible, or it's not worth the time and energy put going into uh, building a platform like this or building out what really is this historical price production and inventory program, you know, working with our large marketers and shippers in the industry? You know, Casey, I think that the skepticism is great. I think it's welcomed. But what we're really going to be asking for is for folks to keep an open mind. And I know those two things seem contradicting, but really that skepticism is going to help us, you know, if we can win over those who are skeptical, but really, you know, what we're looking for is that partnership between understanding why, what's behind that skepticism, how can we overcome uh, some of those hurdles that might be, you know, rolling around in, in people's minds. And so that's really what we're here for, Tom, Grant, myself yourself is really to help people feel comfortable about this next progression. We welcome feedback. We're talking about having everybody down to Sacramento to give some feedback and let us share more intimately what it is that we're trying to accomplish and how we think we're going to be able to do that. That's right. Well, others. Uh, You know, I was just listening to that and just wholeheartedly agree. I would encourage people to be skeptical, but I would say, don't sit there quietly and keep your skepticism to yourself. Come and talk to us and confront us with, you know, your skepticism and your questions. I would encourage people to engage in the process. Ask us how you can take the data and make better use of it. Um, If you don't believe something we're telling you, you know, let us know why and we can help address your concerns. You know, I think this sort of transformational change is usually associated with some degree of skepticism that we have radically changed the volume and the type of data 
that people have access to in this industry. But I would have to say that for the most part, we haven't really experienced much skepticism so far. I think industry has been pretty collaborative. Uh, They have come forward with questions, but they've been smart questions. And people have been able to share their insights, their perspective into where the industry is headed. I think that has helped us understand what's going on in the industry at a much deeper level. Uh, And hopefully we've provided some additional perspective and insights into into where the industry is going through access to these broader data sets. So, you know, if you're skeptical, step forward. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how much skepticism there is or not, but I do know there's a couple barriers normally to somebody participating in something like what we're trying to do. One is they don't understand why. And so it's more of an education, like, why should we even bother to do this? What are we going to get out of it? And so one of the things that, you know, kind of falls more on Joe's shoulders than anybody, but making sure that they understand what this is all about. And then on my shoulders and Grant's shoulders to make sure that we present it in a way that they can use it. And that kind of leads into the other barrier. And uh, some of the smaller players may go, well, you know, some of those big guys, they have a a lot of, uh, you know, people there ready to process the data and to really make heads and tails of it. And we just don't have that in our infrastructure. And so, you know, what we need to do is we need to make sure that it is uh, something that anybody can ingest into their organization and make the business decisions that they want to make. And I think once they see that and they see that it is easy to use, they will be more excited and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get, as Soren said, a vast majority of the industry to jump onto this. Okay. This is going to be great. And I think the next steps here are really important. So Joe, I'll turn it over to you. You know, you and I've talked a lot and at length about what the next year is going to look like in the development of this platform, the work you're going to do you know, the improvements, you know, that we want to make and this unification of the industry that we want to see here in Blueberries around data. So why don't you talk us a little bit about how you see the next steps here? Yeah, Casey, you know, you set the stage with the MOU and, and the direction, uh, being able to lock in the funding to be able to to progress, you know, and then Tom and Grant came in and, and have put up some great information on the website, created a tool that's that's very useful. And it's a good baseline for what we're looking at doing. And, and so the next steps really is for us to outline what is this new business intelligence program? What are going to be the benefits to the industry? Why join? Why is it going to be imperative that people are coming on board, sharing their data and kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit on, on some things that we have kept private over the years? And, and really what we're going to be trying to do is, is outline what benefits what is going to be the reason for participation and what is that going to bring to the growers, the marketers, the shippers, you know, retailers, consumers, that whole and everything in between of, you know, how can we be relevant and how can we take the data in a direction that's going to help us with that uh, single voice, that one true north. And so that's going to be, you know, that next steps is, is the Casey and I are going to get back together. We're going to be working hard over the next, next couple of months at, at really trying to outline and provide, you know, some case studies and some things that are going to hopefully guide the industry into, you know, an even bigger and better business intelligence platform. Agreed. And, you know, I'll turn this over to Grant or Tom too, just in terms of, you know, as you guys have seen where the program started to where we're at today, Joe's enthusiasm going forward from here, you know, what do you guys see as the next steps for USHBC? 
You know, I'll just uh, jump in and say we're very glad that Joe is here. And I, I think I even made a comment in the most recent USHBC meeting down in Tampa that there was nobody more excited about the prospect of hiring somebody to take on all these data responsibilities than me and the rest of the, the team here at uh, Badilla Food Mines. And so we're really, really glad that he's here. I think that now with sort of a more robust team, uh, with all the data that we've been able to gather and then the vision for gathering a more comprehensive picture of what's going on on the production side, there's so much that we can do over the next uh, you know, few months, 12 months, uh, 18 months. I think from our point of view, one of the things that we can spend more time focusing on now that Joe is here is connecting better and taking that data and connecting that to industry communications in an even more meaningful way. So how do we take production estimates that are more comprehensive, are more accurate, and help marketers and retailers better manage their businesses? You know, it's not just about having it sitting somewhere where people can access it, but how do we take that information, the right slices or the right views of the data, and get it out in front of the right audiences to help them uh, make decisions. I think the other thing that we need to do a better job of over the next few months is taking that production and retail sales data and marrying that up with our own data sets on what we're doing in the marketing channels. So how many people are we reaching? In which channels are we reaching them? What kind of e-commerce kind of performance do we have associated with our programming? And taking that and looking at that to help us figure out what's the most effective type of programming to help drive demand, increasing that volume, but also protecting the value. So I think it's taking that information and, and using it more to make connections out into the industry, but also understand our consumer segmentation structure, I think, in a more thorough fashion. That's another opportunity, I think, now that we have Joe here rounding out the team, that we can leverage his skills and our own skill set to do a better job of really zeroing in on who are the users, who are the heavy users, where are the opportunities to take segments and increase that volume. I think this type of data that we're talking about and having more hands on deck is just going to make all that stuff flow that much more smoothly. Well, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think in many ways to summarize the next steps and I think Joe's transition onto the team is, you know, we're going to be doing a, a tremendous amount of outreach to the MOU group and, and our marketers at large to really appreciate where this resource has the opportunity to take everybody on the go forward. And, and number two, you know, really understanding to your point, Grant, and I think uh, I've talked to Joe about this, like we've got tools in place today. You know, how are we leveling up from them, even on the NABC side, when you look at the stat book and what we're trying to do there. And when we come together every, you know, twice a year to talk about the crop estimation reports and the, and the regional reports, like what can we do there to improve things for the industry so it continues to be this value that we see in the data? I mean, right now we can see just in the attention this landing page gets with the resources that we provided so far that the industry is turning out. And the so what is that it's becoming increasingly important for people to look at this information. You know, and then lastly, it's that interconnection of what I've loved so much about the work we've done to date about how are we connecting the dot to get the biggest amount of return of the investment we're making on behalf of the industry with these marketing dollars. 
and in light of how the industry is really working today. And just having these insights and being able to dig into this information really does, you know, help everyone level up. And that's part of what I heard Soren say is that, you know, let's let's work on this part that we can do together and then everyone can continue to level up from there. And it'll just take us so much further uh, than we are today. So I would just encourage folks, you know, as a call to action for this podcast episode is to to get to know Joe. Uh, reach out to him, you know, as both Tom and Grant said, it's this is an opportunity to get more involvement uh, in what we're working towards. And it's just a very exciting milestone for our program. So please join me in welcoming Joe. And again, my encouragement is to reach out to him directly uh, if you have a thought, care, uh, question or suggestion. Uh, Joe's here and we're really excited to have him on the team. So that's it for episode 99. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on the Business of Blueberries. Not to put too much pressure on you, Joe, but we're expecting great things.